Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show. I am Julie Anderson, also known as Brain Lady Julie, and I am here with my wonderful guest, Moira, today. I'm really excited for our interview, especially because she is tying in all the way from across the pond, as you would say, over in Ireland. So we're going to, we are happy to have her here. Welcome, Moira, to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. And I'm really looking forward because fellow, you know, professional speaker, I love hearing all the tips and tricks, right? We can always keep learning. We're going to hear more about what Moira has to share today, but let me read you her official bio, right? So we make sure that we, you know, her background. So Moira shows entrepreneurs a powerful way to enrolling more clients, making way more money (laughs) and having a globe trotting lifestyle without the complicated strategies. Love that. So they can finally enjoy the success and freedom that they started their business for in the first place. Boy, isn't that a good one? She went from being a youth worker living in London at about 30K a year to a business mentor speaking, building a multi mentor and speaking, building a multiple six figure revenue in less than three years. Wow, that's powerful. She's captivated audiences worldwide with her powerful presentations, her retreats in Paris and New York, as well as her newest venture, Stylish Secret Super Style Gatherings for Big Thinking Entrepreneurs. I can't wait to hear about that one, to get their message out to the world in a big way. Again, Moira, welcome to the show today. (laughs) Thanks. Lovely to be here. I'm excited to have a conversation with you about all things entrepreneurship, speaking, traveling, whatever we come up with. You know, that's one of the things that I love about women entrepreneurs. You're like, we just love getting on and talking and sharing tips and sharing wisdom. And we kind of just help each other as as we grow. So I, I love that. And I love that you're that you're here today. So I always like getting started with my guests to find out really what led you to be an entrepreneur, because entrepreneurialism is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of hard work. <laughs> so you were you were doing, working with youth, youth mentoring, and then you became an entrepreneur and built your own business. So kind of what led you into the youth field? And then why did you move from that into becoming an entrepreneur? Why'd you make that jump? Yeah. So the youth work, it was what I, I went to London, I think it was around 20, 2006, because I realized I'd never done anything with the degree I got in college. So I wanted to work with young people. It was like social care, psychology, that kind of thing. So I went to London to pursue that career. And after doing it for about six years, um, I was like, what can I do now? We're like, you know, I'm kind of done with this. And I remember it was around about my 36th birthday, Julia, and I... Um, any other time I would have been like, we're going to have a big party. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to celebrate. And I was just like, I just don't feel like it. I didn't, wasn't interested in my job anymore. Wasn't interested in going out. And I love to go out a lot, fashion shows, parties, you name it in London. And um, I realized that I just sort of hit a wall with my life and I didn't know what was next. And freedom travel you know I had the dreams like everybody else and I wanted to make more money but I I just couldn't see the pathway in the career I had so I did what every girl would do Julia I went and booked myself a ticket on the Eurostar to Paris to figure my life out and when I was there I was sitting in this beautiful cafe in Montmartre everybody knows that beautiful area and I was there with my coffee my croissant my journal and my phone was there and just like 
any other time your parents would call you. My parents called, the word home came up on the screen. And I all of a sudden, in my turmoil about what my life was going to be like and where I was going to go, all of a sudden I had this feeling of peace wash over me. And I was like, oh my God, I want to go home. And home for me was Ireland. And I had left Ireland when I was 18 years old, country girl, couldn't wait to get to the city. Here I was at 36 and I was like, universe, what the hell? I want to go home. It just didn't make sense. I was like, I can go anywhere. So I, I listened. I listened to that whisper and I moved back home to Ireland. Very quickly realized that this beautiful town that I was from was really struggling. There was no, everybody was leaving. It was middle of recession. But all I could see was beauty. All I could see was opportunity. All I could see was culture, amazing people, music, beaches, mountains, stories. And I was like, we've got to do something with this because there was no tourists and that was our main industry. So I, I quickly started connecting with all of the local businesses, the tour guides, the uh, rock climbers, the kayakers, the island hoppers, the B&B owners. And I said, you know what, I'm going to like create these adventures and I'm going to bring more people to this area. Didn't know how I was going to do it. I just thought, you know what, I could make a difference. I've got time. I, did, I had some marketing experience. So I did that. And literally about like, I'd say about a year later, we had groups from all over the world, students, there were people arriving on bus, like busloads of people arriving, all wow. these businesses started to work together. So we started to realize that, like all the resources that we had that we weren't using. It was on, in the Irish Times, there was a documentary done on the TV about it. And like, I did that for about two years and it was great, but it was like, I never, I never got into that to actually start a business. I just got into it because it was something I could do. And it was from getting into that, that I realized that the questions I was getting asked all the time was, how did you get those sales? How did you get those clients? How did you get that opportunity? So I started thinking, wait a minute, maybe there's another business opportunity here for me. So I switched from doing the tours because I wasn't really making any money. And as you know, we have to, we have to, our businesses have to be sustainable because it was never really about me making money. And then, so I started working with uh, entrepreneurs one-on-one -on -one, and then I discovered speaking at events and sharing people like from stage. And then that was when literally like two years after I discovered speaking, my coaching business started making multiple six figures. And I started traveling the world, speaking on other stages, inspiring entrepreneurs to really wake up to the opportunity that was in their businesses. I love that. I love that. Inspiring them to wake up the opportunity. You know, in working with women entrepreneurs as well, you know, one of the things that we do as a group or when I'm often working with entrepreneurs is I find that they don't see all the opportunities. They may be in an entrepreneurial business, but they're not tapping into writing a book. They're not tapping into speaking on stage. You know, they're they're afraid of the microphone or or whatever that is. And that's what pushes that that income or that revenue, I should say, up mm -hmm. the scale. Right. Yeah. Now yeah. you you said that you use the platform as as a tool, right? Which is every entrepreneur. So I encourage people to do that. So what's your how do you find that getting paid to speak or to be on a stage? What what led you into doing the speaking part of your entrepreneurial coaching business? Yeah. So when I started my business again, I was in a small town. I was at, I was living in a cottage, a beautiful cottage that I inherited from my granny. It was just amazing, but it's beside a mountain. So the internet connection was really weak. So I had very few opportunities of what I could do, but I realized that every time I went in person to an event or I spoke on a stage, I was getting clients. And I thought, 
well, why am I trying to like figure out this whole online space? It's actually quite complicated. And it's, you know, it's a lot of learning of things I'm not, I'm not very good at. Why don't I just do these two or three things at work and see what happens? And then I decided I was going to do, an, a, do a speaking tour of Ireland, Julia, and I did it. There was two prongs to doing it. I wanted to see my country and I wanted to grow my business. So I created a speaking tour of Ireland, which led me to every single county. There was There's 26 counties in Ireland. I managed to do 19, but it was from getting on that path that led my business to cross the multiple six figure mark because I started speaking everywhere. And then I started finding opportunities in every room I went to. People would be like, oh, can you come and speak to our group? Can you come and speak to our group? And I wasn't, I want to make something really clear. I just, I didn't just jump on a stage and start getting paid high fees to speak. I spoke on all of these stages for free and I had a free offer where later people could decide if I was somebody who could help them. So it was a way to bring people into my community to create followers and to create clients. And that's how I did it. And I think one of the things that stops people from getting on stage or considering speaking is that they think they already need to be famous before they do that or they need to have the massive profile and they need to have the massive profile first when actual fact that is what gets you the big profile and that is what gets you followers (laughs) yeah and you know I often tell people because I I discuss this a lot too it's like well I don't want to go how do I speak for free I'm like you don't understand the power in speaking Mm -hmm. for free now I'm not saying I I enjoy the paid gigs massively right but in the beginning, you need to build your list, right? So you mm-hmm. need to get those contents or those contacts. So you have that that complimentary giveaway that helps you connect. You need to get mm-hmm. the raving fans. You need to get the testimonials. You need to get the, mm-hmm. the people that will say, wow, I had her on my stage and she was amazing, right? And mm-hmm. you need to hone your craft, right? Mm-hmm. You, need, you need to get to that point where you are comfortable on a stage, because the that's going to what be what gets you on those larger stages. Now, what do you think? Uh, because I know from as when I put on my brain lady hat, right, and I mm-hmm. talk about the fear and the how that what's going on in the brain technically, the neuroscience of what mm-hmm. keeps a lot of women or men, for that matter, of grabbing that microphone and standing on the stage. What is you tell us what you see as being the biggest fear that keeps people away from? utilizing this powerful tool to grow their business Mm, well i just want to make it clear to everybody that i didn't escape that fear of being a speaker i just didn't know i had it until i was faced with the opportunity and you know i'm a huge fan of like you know i can figure it out i can do it you know i'm a you know i'm a fairly smart person but every time i went on stage I was scared to death and I couldn't figure it out. I was prepared. I had my talk, I had my message. I knew what I was doing, but it was like this whole, my, you know, the washing machine stomach and I felt nervous. And I was like, what is this? Now, what happened for me was I I didn't stop getting on those stages. I just kept feeling the fear and trying to get my head around it. And some days it was good. Some days it wasn't. I still was doing a great job. Nobody knew what I was really (laughs) going through, by the way. Nobody. They were just like, oh, look at her. She's so great. But um, the way I was, what I was doing, I was just like, I'm just going to push through. But what I realized was after about a year of doing it, why, when I was, because I was, I really wanted to understand myself. Like, why have I got that? And I, re- I was in a conversation with somebody and I realized I was always told to shut up in school. Mm-hmm. I really grew up being told that I talk too much, that I got in trouble when I spoke. And when I started speaking at events, I think there was a little girl in me who was afraid that yep. she was going to be told to shut up and leave the room. Boy, yep. Right. Powerful and I would money. never, 
I would never have gotten that conclusion. And I think that that's a lot of women's story, especially, and maybe some men as well, because a lot, a lot of us were, you know, told you can be seen, but you can't be heard and you'll get in, you'll get in trouble if you're, if you speak too much or if you speak back to people. So that's what, that's what I figured out. And then, you know, today I drive by my old secondary school and I laugh because so many teachers told me, Julia, you will never make anything of your life, Moira, if all you want to do is talk. And I drive by there in my dream car and I'm laughing and I'm just like, well, who knew the one thing that did help me make something of my life was talking. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so funny. I love this. I'd love to be sitting in that cafe in Paris with you, just having, sharing a cup of coffee um, because it, I, I was the same way, you know, raised by an alcoholic father. He had five daughters and I was the extrovert. When I talk about the brain personality connection, again, putting on the brain lady hat, you know, there are four facets there's five facets to your personality mainly one of them is nurture who raised you how you were raised that type of thing the other four are dna coded and one of those facets being a woman means i have larger language center access in my brain being an extrovert means i'm going to talk more being an auditory means my main form of communication is through my mouth right and i i had that very similar experience and you're right i think a lot of women have have that experience because the gift for gab is literally a gift, but oftentimes growing up, it's not fostered as a gift. It's seen as, as a negative because you're a child, you have to be respectful, which means being quiet, which means, you know, so yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one that it tends Mm. to. So how'd you, how'd you get over that? Like, how did you, like, obviously you just worked through it every time you were delivering your individual presentations, Mm-hmm. But how did you step into the confidence of that and get past and kind of s- silence the little girl's voice or go back and reframe it and say, this is a gift? Like, how did you do that? Mm. Well, one thing that really helped me was really getting great results every time I spoke. So most times I would speak, I would get three, maybe even five, sometimes 10 clients and it was that that gave me the confidence. I was like, okay, so they're really, they, they're getting a lot of value. They really love this. And because I was getting paid a high amount of money for that on the back end of my business, that gave me a lot of confidence, right? It was like, okay, so I'm doing something right. These people love it. So that's how I got over it. And then the more I did it, once I realized why I was afraid of it, the more I did it, it just it just faded away. Now I have excitement when I get on stage. It's not fear. It's not out of control. I um, I love it, and I, I welcome the excitement because you know this is this is there's for me there's nothing more exciting you can do than deliver a presentation to a group of uh, women and give them some breakthroughs and enlighten them to the possibilities that's right in front of their noses and their businesses, especially with speaking. Because I, I started in my local area. I started with the resource center. I started with the library. I started with all of these like basic resources every town and village has. And it was from doing that that I started to get on bigger stages. You know, and I think that the confidence for me came from I just kept taking action. And often people don't allow themselves to get confident because they're not taking any action because it's the results that give you the confidence. Right. And with speaking, I got really good at one presentation today. I didn't get good at a hundred topics because I wanted to be known for one thing. I want to be known for helping women with sales, for making money. And then later I started working with people with speaking as well. So I was like, if I want to get known for this, then it makes sense that I do a presentation about that and change the audience, not change me every time. I like that. I like that because um, 
Yeah. It's something that I got to say, I struggle with. I have a lot of platforms that, that I teach on, you know, from the women entrepreneurs hat to the brain lady hat to, to the corporate speaking, to the training, leadership training. But yeah, in the getting really, really honing your craft and your skill with that one thing, especially in the beginning is so important because then you, you become the go-to person for that particular topic. And you can expand exactly. later once you have the exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. So, when you are working with women, what do you? So, you've kind of talked about that that getting over the, you know, getting past the the fear by just doing it and doing it enough where you're starting to gain the confidence because you're gaining those those sales that those that the this cash register is starting to ring right. What do you kind of take us through some of the things that it, for a female entrepreneur who's looking, who's listening, who's heard that she needs to speak, even or if there's a man out there who they need to speak and they're like, okay, I need to do this. What's step number one? What's the first thing that you suggest that they do? Um, well, I think the first, first and foremost is you've got to be clear on what your message is. Mm. Like it's not, it's no good trying to become a speaker and speak in a certain area if your message is not clear. So you've got to have a marketing message that really speaks to the problem that you solve and the outcome that you deliver in your unique way so that you stand out a little bit compared to everybody else. That's first and foremost. And, you know, before you have, if you've got the message, you can get booked as a speaker. And what I would advise people to do is get your message down. And I invested in a mentor years ago to help me do this because I was just like, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? No, is this it? Because I couldn't see it because I was it, right? Mm -hmm. So I got a mentor to help me with the message. And then I started asking for speaking engagements based on, well, this is what my message is. And I'm going to do a talk about this. And they were like, yeah, we can do that. So I got booked and then I created a talk because I think what people do is they don't have a clear message. They try to create a talk and they don't have a clear message which makes it even more difficult. Then they spend all their time preparing and getting ready for a speaking gig that doesn't exist. So I started, I, I got get booked and then I made myself get ready for that event. It's like a woman wanting to go out, it knows she's going somewhere and she can't think of what to wear because she has no specifics about the event. So she can't plan her outfit. She's not going to look her best because she doesn't know what it is, she doesn't know what time of day it is, who's going to be there, what kind of event it is. And I think that is the same thing with speakers who think they want to speak, but they're spending all this time trying to create a talk for an audience that doesn't exist, for problems you're not sure that you solve. And that's just that's just wasting your time. Get crystal clear. What's your message? Who needs to hear that message? Get booked in front of that audience and then create the content for that event. And if it's your ideal people, whatever you do for that event, see what works, then build on it for the next one. And then the next one and the next one and the next one. And allow it to get better as you get better. Nobody's mm -hmm. going to expect you to walk in and be, you know, Forbes Riley. Nobody's going to expect that. People are going to, people want a real, raw, regular person with a story and a message that they can relate to. That's what people want. Just be careful you're not boring, though. That's that's a big right. no-no when it comes to speaking. <laughs> right, right. Now, I like that you put it that way because nine times out of ten, uh, when you are crafting your presentation, it, it's going to, like, I have the basic presentation, but in that conversation of planning with the meeting planner, you are adapting it 
to that audience specifically. And every audience is slightly different. So if it's, you know, if it's got men and women, it's going to be different than slightly different. Your message is still going to be the same, but the way you deliver that talk is, is going to be different than if you're just speaking with only women or it's, I, I, that's a really good piece of advice because you get, then you have this, this set thing that you've got practiced in your head so well. And then you find that the audience needs something a little different, the same message, but needs it delivered Mm. in a different, little different. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like a performance, you know, and it's like, if you think about great songs like Fleetwood Mac or the Rolling Stones, you never get sick of their song, you know, the certain song. So it's like, people are afraid to use the same content, but just don't deliver the same content in front of the same audiences all the time, change the audience. And, you know, when, when, if I had to let every meeting planner change my content or change what I would deliver, I would have been exhausted. So I just, I, I just got very clear on who my ideal client mm. were mm-hmm. and the events they were going to. And then I was able to present it in such a way saying, this is what I know your, your people are struggling with. And I can mention or reference what you're talking about, but that's not really going to get them the result. And they'd be like, okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I think all too often, meeting planners just want to make sure their audience is happy. And sometimes... Yeah them getting you to change what you are because they think oh this would be a really good thing to cover this week or this thing would be yes it would and I can mention that but I've got this I've got gold I've got real treasure to share with your audience and I I really want to make sure that they get this value and if I had to change it every time I don't know if I would have got ahead as fast as I did good point very good point yeah very good point and I guess that's being that crystal clear and this is where for the listeners you know this is where that having the mentor is so helpful right? You had a mentor, you, I had a coach, like we all at, even if you are a coach, you need a coach to get to the point where you are a skilled coach, right? (laughs) I mean, I think it's ludicrous coaches out there without coaches. I genuinely, I really do think Mm -hmm. unless they have reached a point where they don't want to go, unless they've reached their potential and they're happy there. But I, I just don't, I just don't see how I wouldn't want to hire a coach who doesn't have a coach. I want to know that they also do you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. just I just don't get that. But um, not especially if you really want success. I think people who really want to have success and they want to have it fast, they'll have multiple coaches. They'll have coaches yeah. for all different areas because there's so many moving parts to this between your personal development, your uh, business development, your, you know, health, your managing your time. Like, there's so much involved, especially if you're scaling your business. So. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I very much agree with you very much. Now you have a a monthly program. And now is it a program or is it a, a well, you tell us about it. It's it's called Dial in Your Destiny and it's a challenge. Tell us about that. Yes, yes. Um, so lots of people are coming to me, always asking me questions and wanting to see me speak and present about speaking. So what I did was I created a five-day challenge that I host almost every single month. And it's called Dial in Your Destiny Challenge because we really dial in your destiny of how speaking can transform your life and business. So how speaking works, what's the best way to get booked on stages, how to have breakthroughs about being good enough for big stages, what to charge, how much money you can make, all of that good stuff. So I spend five days with people and I train them on everything to do with that. And it's brilliant. I love it. But it's also a really great way for people to get a result super fast because they can ask me questions throughout the challenge. And I've had people come 
on my challenge and say, I would ask a question like, what is your dream stage? And I had one woman say, oh, there's a stage that I want to speak on next year. And I was like, okay, what stage it is? She told me and I was like, why don't you send them a message tonight? say this and then come back and tell me what happens the next day she came back saying she was booked on the stage that she was putting so far in her future that she was like yeah maybe one day i'll be good enough for that so those are the kind of breakthroughs i've had people come who were charging 500 i showed them how they could make 30,000. i've had people come who you know were hemming and hawing about traveling and how they would do it create a speaking tour for them so anything to do with that and i really do believe that for a lot of us we're destined for us for success Right? We're destined for a great life. Whatever you want, you're destined for it. But let's put a plan. Let's get a roadmap in place of how you're going to get there fast. And that's what the Dial in Your Destiny Challenge is for. I like that. I love that whole concept, that whole idea. And putting it in a, that way you can't procrastinate, right? If you're putting it in a, <laughs> in a challenge or you've got five days, you have to tell your brain, all right, I got to focus on this because I committed to it. So where do you, if someone is listening and they're like, oh, I want to be able to, uh, to, connect with Moira and, and her dialing your destiny challenge. How are they going to do that? Do they just email you? Is it on one of the social media sites? Yeah. So, um, I hang out on Facebook the most. So if anybody wants to follow me on Facebook, you'll see me doing lives and sharing content there all the time. I can also share a link with, um, with you so that they can do They can go straight into the challenge if they want. But yeah, I would love um, if anybody wanted to connect with me on Facebook, that would be a really nice way. And let me know that you heard me on this amazing podcast. Awesome. Now, uh, for those of you who are listening as a podcast, we are we do have all of this visually up on the screen for anybody who's watching on oh. the YouTube channel, obviously. But for those who are listening, uh, we will have all of these links, how to connect with her on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and her website. And all of those links will be in the show page. So look for that in the show page. Now I'm going to type in, let's see if we can do this. What is the direct link to the challenge? Let's see if I can multitask. Dial in your destiny challenge.com. So dial in your des D-E-S-T-I-N. Can you do it? Are you able to do it on your side? I can like just pop it into the chat. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. For those of you who are listening. See private chat messages from the audience. Uh, I can. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I can email. I can message it to you. There you go, Julia. Perfect. Okay. So I am going to copy this. This is, this is a, this is, this is trying to see two women multitask. Um, (laughs) Okay. Let's see. Did that pop up? And are we showing that? Is it work? Yay. So those of you who are watching, it is now on the, on the screen. For those of you who are listening, we will also add this into the show page. So you'll be able to go right in and drop into that challenge. I like that. I just might try to fit that in my schedule. Sounds like something really <laughs> fun to do. You know, I love I love this topic because as I said in the beginning, one of the big things that will really take your business to the next level is being able to be on a stage because you are exposed. Mm. Not only can you, as you said, pick and choose the your ideal you know, your ideal audience so that everybody mm-hmm. in that room is who needs to hear your message. And I do mean that who needs to hear it, right? Because you have a powerful message and those are mm. the people who, 
who are going to connect with you. And when you can stand on a stage and you can deliver that message in a 45 to one hour uh, amount of time to hundreds of people in front of you, you're making so much more progress than if you're just doing emailing or you're just making posting or things like that. So. Oh my gosh. I mean, it yeah. take, it'll take years off, off your work if you do it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. So lots of benefits to that. If you're nervous and you're saying, oh my goodness, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Moira and Julie are both telling you, yes, you can do it. And you can reach out and you can start that by taking Moira's challenge. Or you can also message her, um, send her, shoot her an email at Moira at Moira.ie. So remember, she's not here in the U.S. She is in Ireland. And uh, you can, for those of you in Canada or Australia, the different countries that listen to us, this is how you would be able to get her. You can also find her online at Moira, www.moira.ie. So Moira, it has been a wonderful interview today. I loved having you here. I loved being able to talk about something that I agree 100% is going to take your business to the next level. So one final word mm -hmm. or piece of advice that you would have for women entrepreneurs on their journey. Start now. Like, don't wait. Whatever is whatever you want to do, like do it today. It's all, it all the best next time to do it is today. If you haven't been doing something and if there's a stage that you think you have a chance at, just ask for it. Don't worry, just ask for it and amazing things will happen. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up. We're right about the 30 minute mark. If you want to get in contact with me, you can shoot me an email at yourbestmindllc.com. It's actually info at little typo here. Uh, if you want to be on the, if, if you're interested in anything to do with Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire, perhaps being on the program or you want to, you know of somebody that you're like, oh, you know, they have to be interviewed, then go ahead and talk to our, our group liaison, Kelly, Kelly Cooper, and you can enter, you can and message her at info at, or Kelly at Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. Remember, it's all plural, women entrepreneurs extraordinaire.com and that is our website you can also join um follow us on social we've got the on um, instagram and you can follow me if you're interested in following me you can follow me on the social media outlets as well so until we meet again i want to tell everyone to take a nice deep breath look at your calendar Think about, is there a way that I can incorporate or am I ready to incorporate standing on a stage and taking my message to the masses because you have a powerful message to share? You just got to know that it's okay to do it and how to do it. So connect with Moira for that. Connect with us with Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. And until next week, I want you to just simply enjoy every moment. <laughs>